Come here, baby. Red Branch Media, a podcast series where we talk about marketing and business-to-business tactics and the best way to sell great products and services. Today, we're going to be talking about building a sales deck. I think almost every business-to-business marketing product or service needs a sales deck, and here's why. In order to sell a product or service, you need to establish several numbers of things, and once you've gotten somebody to the table, whether it's a demo or a sales meeting or whatever, what you need to do is be able to tell them why you're the best person for the job, how you're going to do the job, and what results they can expect once you've done the job. Now, I say do the job because I'm a service company, but obviously if you are selling software or a product, a lot of that will be how you can achieve a certain function. But the crux of the message stays the same. The message is basically, I'm the best person to do this. Here's how I'm going to do this. And this is what you can expect when I'm finished doing this. And even products, if you're selling and you have a sales deck and you're selling within a sales meeting, you're going to have that moment where they're going to choose you not because you have the better product or the shinier software, but because of the services that you're providing. So with that understanding in mind, let's talk a little bit about how to build an excellent sales deck. Let's start with establishing authority. Most sales decks or presentations begin by saying, hey, this is who we are. This is our history. This is how we solve this amazing problem. I don't necessarily think that's very compelling for the reader or for the listener or for the attendee. So instead, what I choose to have people do is establish authority. Here's why you should listen to me. Authority can mean articles that you've written on the subject. It can mean the number of years that you've been in business, or it can be going through your board and your executive stakeholders and saying, hey, this is a group of people that we've assembled to solve this particular problem. And this is why you should listen to us. So it's a little bit similar to talking about your history and the timeline and important dates. And none of those are bad things. I just think they should be kept to later in the sales deck presentation, particularly if you're a well-known company. So if you're Nike, really don't need to hear about your history, but probably nobody from Nike is listening to this. Anyway, so establish your thought leadership, establish your experience, and establish the fact that you are without a doubt the best person to be tackling your client's or prospect's problem. The next thing you want to do is say, who are you? So if you have time ahead of creating a sales deck, you're going to want to establish who the other people in the room or the other people on the meeting because, you know, go to meeting, Bitrix, join me. Frequently, we're having meetings digitally. So whoever the other people are in the meeting, you need to identify who they are. Show that you've done your research and show that you understand their problem. A great way to do this is by, first of all, introducing them. But on the slides after that, talk about frequently bemoaned problems in their field. So for example, what keeps them up in the middle of the night? If you've done homework or if you've dealt with your buyer personas before, chances are you already know this. And ideally you'll say, okay, where do you identify in this current sort of list of problems? So for example, Red Branch Media is an HR and recruitment technologies marketing firm, which is a mouthful. I know, but we can say, okay, well, some of our people come to us because they don't have an established brand in the space. And because it's crowded and noisy, they feel like their voice isn't being heard and nobody knows what they do. That's one problem. Other people might say, yeah, we've got a great brand. Everybody's heard of us and they have our chapstick and they have our beach towels, but they don't really know what we do. And we don't have any leads generated. We just have a lot of noise. So it's an entirely different problem. It's a problem that Red Branch Media can solve with
with marketing tactics in both areas, but for those two people, their strategies are going to be entirely different. So encourage the people, your prospect to say, here's where I am out of that list of issues. That's the one that's closest to my current situation. And from there, if you're a good salesperson on the fly, you can sort of tailor your presentation to them. Then on the next slide, what you're going to do is show them where they are in comparison to their peers. So say 37% of people want to ramp up their branding initiatives, but 14% of people don't feel like they're getting the leads that they appreciate. They're not getting the leads that they need to do proper business. And then maybe 47% of people, I'm not sure how my math checks out there, but 47% of people say, you know what? I'm getting a ton of leads. I'm getting a ton of traffic, but I'm not able to convert any of those. So they're all junk leads. No matter what it is, show them what the landscape of companies similar to them or in their industry, what problems they're experiencing. This helps them sort of come back to square one and say, okay, I'm not the only one with this problem. This this shows me that Red Branch Media can solve my problem. And now it prepares them to hear how. Now for this next one, we're going to talk about proposed solutions. And the reason that I said you should have them pick out where they are in terms of issues is because when you offer them a solution, it should directly talk to each one of those issues that you talked about in the slide before. So if their problem is they don't have enough time to sort through a certain amount of applicants, then you should talk about the time to hire is shorter with your particular software. If they feel like employer branding is an issue or or people don't know who they are, you should talk about the SEO benefits of your software or how you white label your product. Finally, and so when we do proposed solutions, that's talking about features, right? The features of your product or your service, but then we'll get to benefits. What are the benefits for the company? So instead of saying these are the benefits that everyone gets from our software or service or product, we say these are the benefits that companies just like yours with your same problem have experienced by using our software. And you do this again by having several slides that you can go through, the ones that speak directly to them. Now, there's no reason to take out other benefits or other features that don't speak to the problem that they identified with early on because they might not even know that's an issue. But make sure that you lead with the ones that are the most important to them. Speak directly into their pain point. Then you'll want to give some wow stats. So we talked earlier about making sure that people identify not only with certain issues that other people in the industry are having. Now we want them to understand like here's the state of this overall problem across the board. 63% of companies don't like their onboarding process or 72 candidates out of 100 will abandon a landing page if it takes more than four seconds to load. You need to have stats that sit up and make them say, wow, it doesn't matter how many of your clients have stuck with you over the past 10 years. It doesn't matter that your implementation time is four weeks if everybody else's implementation time is four weeks. The only stats that you want to include on a sales deck are ones that make your clients sit back and say, wow. Finally, to wrap up your sales deck, you want to show them a little bit about what it's like to work with you. Now, for us, a service provider, we can show proof points or customer testimonials. But for a software company or a product, you're probably going to want to include some sort of demo video. Now, make sure that this plays without any hitches and that it's not an issue for them to get to. They don't have to sign into a new site. It's not behind a login, nothing like that. Once you've gotten to the sales deck portion of the meeting, you don't really want to put any more hurdles between your prospect and seeing what your product looks like. Now, for many people, the sales deck stage of the prospect process, say that five times fast, is going to have a period where we talk about goals 
timelines, and budget. This is basically the ask. Now, for us, this comes way earlier in the process, but it's important to do no matter when. So frequently, once we've wrapped everything up, we're talking about, do you have any questions? Is there anything else I can answer for you? Tell me what you think about this. Whatever it is, there's going to be that question and answer section of the sales deck. And what I usually do is once I've answered all of their questions and have been able to really pull them into a really granular representation of what our service looks like, I I turn the questions back around on them and I say, okay, what are your goals for this project? What is your timeline for this project? And what's your budget for this project? Because once you've gotten to this point, chances are either the budget's been increased or decreased. The timeline, if you've taken weeks or months to get to the sales portion, the sales deck meeting, then the timeline may have increased or decreased. And finally, hopefully, as you've been working with your prospect, you've realized that the goals that they started with were very vague and abstract. More traffic, a better brand, or our other PR firm wasn't working, or we're sick and tired of our software, or our software came up for renewal and we thought we could get a better deal. Whatever those reasons are, we want to get even closer to a more specific goal. So let's increase traffic by 10% in the next 30 days. That's a goal that you can really take to the bank and say, okay, at the end of 30 days, we've increased traffic by 12%. That means success. And so in this way, and hopefully if the meeting is being recorded or if you can put it in the contract, you can say, look, we showed you what we do. We showed how it applies to your current situation. We showed you exactly how we're going to achieve this and the benefits to your company. And now we've all agreed on the goals, timeline, and budget of this project. Hopefully you can wrap up the sales meeting with an absolute resounding yes.